Welcome to the podcast for people turning the great American RV adventure into stressless camping. We're glad you joined our weekly adventure. Now let's gather around the campfire with our hosts, Peggy and Tony Barthel. Welcome to the campfire. I know, we are back in our our sticks and bricks. It's so sad. It is kind of sad, but we've had a fantastic trip and lots of fun things to tell you about. Oh boy, do we ever. Uh, We just got back from our very first FMCA rally. Right. And that was was great. And we we actually have, uh, next week's episode is all about rallies and yeah and the fmca so um so it's pretty exciting we're gonna talk about that a lot but this week we are going to mostly talk about the rv show which we also did while we were gone yes we did and it was just we love rv shows we're just dorks for that and it's (laughs) just this is true you know it's it's crazy but you want to know how many rvs can you really look at when you already own one well um I guess we'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what we have is we have, we each made a list of our very favorite either features or RVs at the show. And so not only do we have this week's podcast about the RV show, but we also have a video. That's and right. So you can watch that in the same place where you can get this podcast or all of that. And that's at stresslesscamping.com. So before we go too much further, I wanted to thank. My friend Janet, who sent me a kitchen hack for small kitchens, we talked about that not too long ago, and um, she saw that and had another idea for us, and that is to use Tic Tac containers. She actually bought a whole case of them at Costco and dumped all the candy out and used all the containers as spice jars in the for her camp gear. Yeah, that's so cool. So... You mean she didn't have like a month's worth of minty fresh breath? Well, now she does, but she didn't have to wait and take it one tack at a time. Ah, that makes me think of a song, but anyway. (laughs) Another thing last week, and so I always want to encourage you to subscribe to the Stressless Camping Podcast because we, we... a lot of times things are continued from one week to the next, uh, sometimes intentionally, but usually not because <laughs> we forget stuff because, you know, I have CRS pretty bad. I can't remember stuff. Last week, we talked all about safety. We had two great guests. It was a really good episode. If you haven't heard it, uh, go back and listen to it. It's, it's got some great advice, but I remembered some stuff that I forgot to put in it. That's right. We did. Among the other things... There are people who are solo travelers and there's a solo there's a group of solo travelers and one of them got their hand caught under their travel trailer when they were adjusting it. Ew. Yeah, and they were out in the desert and it was only by basically good fortune that he was able to get out of that situation. Fortunately, the group he was with, not everyone had left yet. That makes a point of if you're a solo traveler or even a couple or family you can use things like iCloud. Apple has that uh, Find My Mac or Find My Phone. And you can actually set up private groups or you can have private Google calendars where you share only with very specific people places where you'll go. And you can check in with them here or there. Or another idea, set up a private Facebook group where only very specific people whom you trust are in it and you can check in to the places where you are and just take pictures and show them and that way you have just another set of eyes 
kind of keeping an eye on you. For example, if they know at least partially what your itinerary is and you don't check in, you know, Jenny talked about when you're in the campground and walkie talkies, if you're by yourself, talk to the campground about having their walkie talkie channel so that if you have an emergency in camp, but if you have an emergency out on the road somewhere and nobody knows where you're supposed to be or when you might be checking in, it might take a while before someone actually recognizes that you're not doing that check-in. So something to really think about is, you know, as free as you want to be, tell somebody where where you might want to end up. Yeah, and there's a lot of digital services where you can set the privacy such that only you and very specific people can see it. And you can use those to just have people have your back. Yeah. Not a bad thing. Without any further ado, when it comes to RV shows, we've got your back. (laughs) So we decided that we're going to kind of split up, sort of, and each... Oh, well, just at the just RV a, okay. show <laughs> and each come up with our own list. Right. So we each have a list of things that we that really stood out for us at the show. And we're going to give you a little um, list of those things. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, one of the things we haven't brought up, we had a gathering at the show and Rockwood was kind enough to host us there. And thank you to all the people who came out and saw us. It was it was pretty cool yeah. to meet some of the to meet people who we've only seen digitally in it's the past. Kind of a goal for us now to get to more RV shows and have more gatherings. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or just we could always have gatherings at campgrounds or breweries, especially right. breweries. <laughs> especially. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna start this thing off with okay. So the the first one on my list as I said, we are big fans of Rockwood. We've had a Rockwood travel trailer now for years, and it's been terrific. And I wouldn't hesitate to buy another one or recommend them to my friends and family. Sound like one of those old-timey radio shows. <laughs> and, uh, yes, Rockwood is the brand for you. Uh, anyway, seriously, um, one of the... Rockwood came out last year with a line called GeoPro, and they're all single axle, very high content. In other words, they've got a lot of class-leading features and a lot of, th- you know, instead of the these trailers being the small, inexpensive models, they're the small ones that have the stuff that really makes a difference. And they just introduced in their GeoPro G16TH, which is a single axle, 16-foot toy hauler, uh, an air suspension. And you're thinking... What in the wide, wide world of sports am I going to do with a 16-foot toy hauler? Well, bicycles, kayaks. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, you're not going to put your quads in it or your extra Jeep. I guess not. you can tow it with a, some Jeeps. Well, that's a good thing. Or, you know, mid-sized SUVs, mid-sized pickups, things like that. So it's a small single-axle toy hauler that has solar and... Uh, shower miser, a lot of great boondocking features, but this year they added an air suspension. And this was the coolest thing watching this thing work. What it does is it raises and lowers the trailer so that it makes the ramp at the back a little bit flatter. In other words, the approach and departure angle are not as significant, so it's easier to push in your bikes or whatnot. And uh, it's kind of cool how it raises and lowers the end of the trailer plus being an air suspension 
your stuff is riding smooth, smooth and comfortable. Smooth. Oh my God. <laughs> Speaking of old time radio, <laughs> we when we're on the road, we listen to a lot of podcasts. But one of those podcasts is old time radio, and there was an advertisement for this beer, and it was uh, what is it? Golden it's Velvet. It's champagne, champagne velvet. Champagne velvet, and the, which has made a comeback in the east. Yeah, Coast. it's funny. It's back again. But anyway, the announcer said, and it's smooth, smooth, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god. Now we can't stop saying that. <laughs> um, while we're here at the Rockwood booth, uh, one of the things I really like, there are Rockwood models that have this giant sliding plastic drawer. And a friend of ours has one of these, and it kind of slides under the bed in the back of the trailer. It's a smaller trailer. I think it's a 25-foot trailer. And it's this huge drawer. I mean, it, it just is. keeps going it and going. <laughs> you just keep pulling it out, yeah. and, and it just You're keeps like, coming and coming. But it looks ca- like you can store a heck of a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, like another traveler. Well, maybe not. Well, maybe not. Yeah, it's probably a bad idea. Uh, I noticed that also the Lance trailers have the drawer in the front storage compartment. Right. So right. there's a so few that have this, but it's just I like this drawer because you know the thing you want is always the thing that's furthest from your reach. Right, always. I want that thing that's back there. <laughs> Speaking of Lance, one of uh, my favorite new trailers was the Lance 1475. And I, it was, it's a really small trailer, a single axle, which is nice. I, it's what I kind of tend to focus on. I don't even want a new trailer, but if I did, I wouldn't necessarily want a new truck. So <laughs> I always look for something that our truck can handle. And the Lance 1475 is a cute little trailer. It's got a slide out. It was an 11 inch slide out. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's, it does have a slide out. Well, there's two versions. There's one with and one without a slide out, but the slide is only 11 inches and it slides out the passenger side, the door side and has a little sofa in it. And so the 1470, it it didn't feel that small. It's, you know, there's some other features that are smaller, but in terms of layout and with that 11-inch slide, which almost isn't... Yeah, it's not going to take really a lot of... really isn't that big of a slide. No. Uh, but it we could still get... You could... You could still get from one end of the trailer to the other if you didn't have the slide out. So, you know, one of the things that I look for in... If I, if there is a unit with a slide, is that you can still use everything in the trailer even if the slide is in. You can stop in a parking lot overnight and not have to look like you're camping there. You'll notice that we really like smaller trailers. We really do. Um, there are a number of reasons for that, and that's kind of what we focused on looking at at the show. Although Peggy's next trailer is a monster. But still, um, we looked at those at the show, and here's why we particularly like them. We tow with a mid-sized pickup truck, but we bought the truck to tow the trailer. And when you go, let's say you're on the road and you want to go pick up some groceries or whatever, the truck and trailer all fit into two tandem parking spaces. So, you know, at, at a lot of these stores, there's like your nose-to-nose with other vehicles when you're parking. Well, our truck and our trailer can fit in those two spaces. Right, so you can actually go into a lot, not all, because they don't all have that tandem spacing, but there are some 
grocery store parking lots that my friends just can't go shopping in because their trailers are too long. So they pretty much have to leave the parking lot and let me do the shopping. Well, on this trip, we went about halfway, which was eh, five or six hours. And then uh, at Pea Soup Anderson's and tons of other places, a lot of Walmarts and Cracker Barrels and such let you do this. But we mooch dock. So we boondock in their parking lot. And I like, again, our truck and trailer don't take up a lot of space. And we don't have a slide, which means we don't have to maintain a slide. And also, everything that the trailer can do, it can do all the time. So right. we aren't, for example, we <laughs> at this uh, Pea Soup Anderson's in Santa Anella, we mooch docked. And there were two other RVs there. And it's like 1130 at night. Clearly, they're as tired as we were. And there they are putting their jacks down and putting their slides out. And they had to put the jacks down right. so that they could put the slides out. And ugh. So I understand people and their 45-foot diesel pushers. I am not. I don't believe there's a wrong style of camping. I think everybody has what suits them well. And what suits us well and what we focused on at this show was smaller, preferably right. single axle, no slide travel trailers. Right. But not always. Or if, like I said, if I found something with a slide, I had to think about the consequences of, of mooch docking with that slide. And there was, there was one we'll talk about later that would be more difficult. But this Lance 1475 wouldn't have been that tough. No, it was, it was a neat... for. A sm as small a trailer as it was, man, it, it felt pretty good inside. It did. It was lighter colored. Uh, it did have an east-west bed, which is not my favorite. No. But that's how you get the shorter length is to put the put the bed uh, side to side instead of front to back. And you can cut off a couple feet of length, which is what, they, what they've done. And everything else about that Lance, and I know that that's a really good quality unit. So Yeah, Lance are great. So... Another... If if someone forced me to take one, I guess I would. Okay. <laughs> and by the way, I looked online and that slide is an option. So you can get it with or without. Right. The other one that we saw was the 1475 without the slide and it had those captain's chairs. Yeah. Instead of a couch. Yeah. And that one I didn't like as much. It felt more crowded. It did feel more crowded. Speaking of Lance, this is not the All About Lance uh, podcast, <laughs> but we do like them. They're great trailers and pickup campers. The Lances have three-way fridges. And the old debate of should I leave my fridge running when I'm rolling down the road. Right. With a three-way fridge, you get 110 propane, but also 12 volts. So as you're rolling down the road, you can use your 12-volt system, which means you don't have an open flame. And it's just another measure of safety. However... It means a whole nother mechanism has to be built into your fridge, so they're more expensive, and that's why you don't see them as much as you used to. Right. So, okay, my next travel trailer. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here in the Lance booth then. And <laughs> there was a Lance there, and nobody could tell me what the model was, but it's a prototype, and it was a 19 foot. Though they said it's going to be a 20 foot when it hits production. To accommodate uh, the bigger fridge. Right. There was <laughs> This there one was, had a tiny little fridge, which was cute, but not what they wanted but, to have. Yeah, in the, usually in the, the tiny fridges are short vertically or short vertically in height. 
And this and was this just one, really narrow. <laughs> it's really narrow. It was I've never seen an RV fridge like that before. It was kind of like a broom closet. But anyway, this soon to be released Lance had this amazing outdoor kitchen but the outdoor kitchen was at the back of the travel trailer and there was a sink with running water there was a two burner stove and a drawer refrigerator and then like a metal tabletop with lots of prep space there was an awning at the back of the trailer and it was it was just an incredible outdoor kitchen is one of the better ones i've seen especially in a 20 foot travel trailer right then there was on the side yet another awning, right where you'd expect it on the campsite of the trailer. But the other thing I liked about this, Lance, my God, the bedroom was phenomenal. <laughs> it had these huge windows on the sides. And it also had the front window. There was a windshield that kind of curved up the front to the roof line. But then another, like a skylight. Like a skylight. So the, they're like two giant windows on the walls and almost the entire mohawk of the roof yeah. was, <laughs> was <a> window. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it didn't go all the way from side to side, but it but it was a significant Yeah, a mohawk. It was a mohawk window. <laughs> so And it was just so light and so airy in that front bedroom. I just, I loved that. And then... And wait, but for those of you who think windows in the bedroom, no way, I want darkness. These windows had a, a screen that would slide up or down, and then it also had a blackout shade. So you could yeah. either you could either close the screen or you could close the blackout shade. So we didn't try it all the way, but I'm pretty sure it would be a pretty nicely dark room when you want to sleep. Yeah, and then also you could leave that top window. You don't have to put the blackout shade but there was a screen and you can lay in bed and look at the stars which is part of the reason we go camping to go is outside to, yeah. yeah and i, I oh, saw that screen in quite a quite a lot of the trailers this year the windows would open and then there would be a kind of a two-way cover and one direction you would pull up a screen and then you'd close the screen and you could pull down the shade yeah, I, I think it's a European-style window, and yeah. it's like a Lucite window, uh, and it, it's a neat design. So I like the fact that the screen retracts, so when the window's closed, this, you're not kind of losing. Yeah. yeah. So, But the bugs still can't get in. <laughs> Another thing we saw a lot of, and you mentioned it in that rear kitchen lance, is the little drawer refrigerator refrigerator drawer yeah those have those have all of a sudden started we, those, to pop up all those over those were in a lot of especially small space trailers i like it i like that yeah. drawer fridge yeah. and then now dometic makes a and i think other companies as well make a a powered 12 volt powered cooler that's pretty efficient yeah. that's kind of like a sort of a drawer fridge some of them that drawer fridge was that dometic cooler oh i did not realize there were two different things yeah and another one last thing about that same Lance, the dining room also had a skylight or the dining area, which was right, in the, the back. Right, the dinette in the back. Yeah. yeah, had a skylight. So skylights galore on that thing. It was just, I, I would. Which makes a lot of nice light in, in there. Yeah. And that coupled with the not so dark wood and, and darkness, dark brown everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's something Peggy brought up was the interior colors. There were some lighter colors. There were some lighter floors. As much as I like our 
wood grain linoleum flooring, kind of marble looking linoleum flooring was very nice. And then they're in those geo pros, e pros, geo pros. Well, the e pro is the flagstaff. And by the, the way, uh, Rockwood and Flagstaff are the same trailer rolling down the same assembly line. So Rockwood Geo Pro and Flagstaff E Pro. Right. So if you don't have a Rockwood dealer nearby, but you have a Flagstaff dealer, you're still okay. But those floor linoleum tiles looked like fabric, sort of. They sort yeah. of looked woven, but they were a white, whiter color, and so they didn't they didn't bring a lot of darkness to the floor. Yeah, the it, you're right. It almost looked like. Like when you look down at it, it looked sort of like carpet, but it was final flooring. <laughs> so it was it was kind of neat. I I dug it. Yeah. So. so Tony said that my next item was not a small trailer, and that's very true. The Genesis Supreme is something I've never seen before. Brand new, innovative layout for a trailer. They are toy haulers, but the toy hauler portion of the trailer is open air so it doesn't have the roof around it so basically it's a trailer with various amounts of stuff inside and then a garage no a not even a carport like a patio right not even a garage or a carport because it doesn't have a roof they have just open trailering on the back of the camping portion so some of them were very very open and with just a little bit of stuff in so indoors there was a you know variety so there was some that were a lot of trailer plus a patio and some that were a little trailer plus a patio and that was um, something that i have never seen and uh you know my friend linda uses her toy hauler patio quite a lot and so this way you 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 automatically have that outdoor living space. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It, you know what it's like? It's like a trailer pickup truck. Yeah. <laughs> the Ranchero. <laughs> yeah. Travel it's trailers. It's the Ranchero of travel trailers. <laughs> yes, the new El Camino travel trailer. <laughs> it was it, it was, was like neat. trailer in the front, party in the rear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the new mullet travel trailer. <laughs> Anyway, no, but it was it was cool. <laughs> and one of the things I thought of is with your if you have gasoline powered toys, they're out in the open. Yeah, they're not inside your trailer. But then all of these had like a easy up type of deal on them. Right. So once you get where you're going and you unload your toys, there's your there's you can, your you can have covered your, patio. Yeah, it was like neat. A, like an easy up, but not like a roof. So that was a. Uh, like he's like Tony said, most of my focus was on the small stuff, but that one was just so innovative and different. I just had to include it in my list. Yeah, it was those things were neat. I liked them. So, and they were not as heavy, I think, as some toy haulers of comparable size because there's just fewer walls and there's <laughs> no roof. Yeah, but they weren't super light either. They're no, they're pretty strong. You know, they have to be strong built to carry. Because those, unlike the 16TH, these actually do haul your quads and your big fun toys. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Side-by-sides, that kind of thing. Okay, well, speaking of toy haulers, my next is also out of my normal realm. It's a motorhome. It was a Coachman Freelander 22XG. And here's what I liked about it. Uh, It had a big back door. 
that kind of open like a door. So, you know, a lot of these have a ramp. Well, this was just a gigantic door in the back. And then there was open cargo space. And on that open cargo space, on one side, there's a Murphy bed. So when it's sleepy time, you flip the bed down and bing, bang, boom, time to go to sleep. But what I liked about this, let's say you have mobility challenges. You Mm -hmm. might be in a scooter or a wheelchair, whatever, you know, this thing, that huge back door in my thinking would make it really easy to get one of those wheelchairs or scooters in. And that was basically a lot of open space. And to me, it looked like you could, it was very accessible for those with issues getting around. Right. Exactly. That was kind of cool. It was not something I'd seen before and something different. So I don't know if they designed them for that reason or if they just designed them. They're sort of toy hauler-ish and maybe that's their reasoning, but it would also maybe be something that they could market for that sort of thing as well. Yeah, because there is more and more accessibility engineered into some RVs. I know Winnebago is a real leader in this, but uh, there are... RVs now that are accessible to people who might have some challenges in getting around. Yep. So that's that's cool because you know we all we want everybody to come camping with us. We do. What you got next, boss? Well, I don't know if you remember a few years ago we looked at Grand Design because we heard great things about Grand Design, and while they are grand for sure, the design that we found most comparable to what we have now was not grand to me a few years ago. However, this year we looked at the grand design with the Murphy bed, the 17 MKE and wow. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. It's like half our video. (laughs) It is. It was, it just was a really lovely, lovely trailer. The entire kitchen, the, the entire passenger side of the trailer was kitchen. And so there was counter space galore. Yeah, it was almost as good as our house. (laughs) It was crazy. And in the same, basically the same length as what we have now, I don't know where all that counter space comes from. Then there was, uh, so there's not a dinette, but there is theater seating for two and then a full, you know, full bathroom. And then the Murphy bed on the front with the little... uh, jackknife couch underneath and just wow i mean pretty wood and pretty colors and theater seating and so much kitchen counter space if somebody wanted me to take one of those again i think i'd have to say yes yeah i i liked (laughs) it because i am no big fan of dinettes or booths. I just, I don't know. I don't have one. Well, actually, I do have one home, don't I? <laughs> okay. So uh, unlike most normal people, which is me, I do have one at home. But I, I just not a fan. And this thing had two recliners, theater seats, basically, with this big table between that swiveled. And it had the recliners had heat and massage. Yeah, Hello. they're really nice theater seating. And light-up cup holders. I mean, is that not like every man's well, dream? And did you notice when you light the cup holder, there's also a little string of LEDs across the bottom front 
yeah. Uh, like in right? case you forgot that the footrest came up, it would light up and go, "Hey, you want to put your feet up while your yeah, like, while your beers lit up?" Hey, dude, <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm a footrest and I'm down here waiting for you. So and so that was super nice. Again, it has a the the theater seating is in a slide. We talked about the possibility of using you know mooch docking without the slide open. If we both sat in the theater seating and just tipped back and like we do in our easy chairs at home, we could do it. I don't love to sleep that way overnight. I do. I'm, I might be able to sleep in the couch under the Murphy bed. The one thing is that that Murphy bed is only a full size. Yeah. And, you know, we're each full size. So <laughs> <laughs> sleeping in a full size bed might not yeah. be as comfortable for us. Um, but honestly, that thing was so pretty. Yeah. the One of the salespeople at Grand Design said that the head of design went to Europe and right. looked at the right. cabinets and the build quality of, of the trailers and had to figure out how to accomplish that here in the U.S. I, I think they did. that. I love the cabinet design. In fact, that might have been my favorite cabinet design in the whole show. Mm. Maybe. I think, yeah, I would say that's... Very much high up there on the list. Yeah, it was a it was a beautiful trailer, and again, it was relatively light. I think it was forty eight hundred pounds. No, I don't remember I think, now. I think that might be right. Yeah. So and we, again, we kind of talked about how maybe it would fit with our truck. But yeah, as it, that would push the limits a little. Yeah, we our truck's towing capacity is rated at sixty five hundred pounds, and I like to do no more than seventy percent because. It's not really what you can pull. It's more what, what you, you can, can stop. stop. Yep. And so, because if you can't pull it, it's inconvenient. If you can't stop it, boy, you are going to say all the words right. that your mama told you not right. to. When we had talked about that this grand design has a Murphy bed, I love convertible spaces and changeable right. spaces and multi-use stuff. Uh, Murphy bed to me, I mean, if you have this giant trailer, okay, you don't need it. But if you have a smaller trailer, it's so neat because at night when you're asleep, you're using that space. In the day, you get a couch. Right. Unless you're us and you Unless take the couch. Unless you're us and you take it out. However, in that hap- that grand design, you wouldn't be able to take that couch out because it actually supports the bed. True. That's true. But it wasn't an uncomfortable couch either. No. <laughs> Our couch <laughs> was horrible. So what's next on your list? Speaking of flexible space, Happier Camper, which... Wow, talk about flexibility. Yeah. So a few years ago, before we bought the trailer that we have now, we actually looked at these Happier Campers because they're it's kind of like a Lego set. You know, it's almost like a camper kit. I mean, not <laughs> quite, but it's you get all these modular boxes and they're the refrigerator and the toilet and counters and the bed and all this are these cubes and they go in and out of the trailer and you can get different cubes and make it do this and that and you can take them outside they're they're plastic so you can take them outside and sit outside and you can set the whole thing up outside and then snap it back into the floor on the inside yeah the same layout and then the trailer itself when your modular bits are outside or you might leave them home it becomes a little toy hauler so bikes or kayaks again or whatnot and you can i think you can hose that whole trailer out well anyway now happier camper came up with that same interior for a sprinter van and i i just thought that was super neat that is super neat 
That so. was really nice to see. Yeah, a lot of flexibility and, and all of that. My next one was the, let's see, the StarCraft Autumn Ridge 182B. So again, a small trailer, single axle, very much laid out the way that ours is laid out, very much laid out the way that our 1905 Rockwood is laid out. It was not a Murphy bed, but the bed was in the same place, queen size bed, uh, the dinette, which again, you know, not not something we love, but something we live with, decent sized bathroom, everything pretty much the same as ours, a little more counter space, a little more room around the bed. One thing I loved about it was right inside the door where we have a closed cabinet, there was a kind of a half wall, sh short wall, and it was two or three shelves. And so there's lots of space right there to just stick your shoes or the things that you need to get access to at the door right quickly. Yeah, that was cool because it seems very few RV manufacturers are thinking about shoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a giant feat to get one to... Arr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got to get the puns in. So that StarCraft was very similar to what we have now with yeah. the, with a few exceptions. You know, not the Murphy bed, but it didn't suffer for it. And StarCraft... All the trailers we tend to favor are the laminated trailers. So they're the fiberglass outside laminated to either insulation or aluminum framing and then the interior wall. This one happened to be a wood frame trailer. So it's a wood frame and it has the corrugated metal outside. So those tend to be heavier but less expensive. And there's an article on stressless camping about trailer construction. Right. But, um, but just in terms of layout and and looks, I liked it very much. Yeah, and it was like sixteen grand at the show, yeah. so it was very inexpensive. Thirty five hundred pounds, I believe, but still not not bad. Well, um, my last list item is a new trailer company called Black Series, and Black Series is actually an Australian brand that they're engineered for the outback, matey. Can so tell that just by looking there. I, big yeah, the, tires. Yeah, these the, giant the big, rugged tires. Manly. And, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And there's a number of models. There were shorter single axle models that had uh, pop tops, and then there were toy haulers, and there was a I believe 20 foot twin axle and the suspensions on these things, my gosh, it's right. like Hummer suspension. They are each independent. Each wheel was independent. There are these super beefy independent suspension systems. They're all diamond plate on the lower half. They're aluminum on the upper half. So they're just built to be taken into the outback and you can go hunt Crocs and <laughs> all that stuff. And, that's what they're designed for. They're just super rugged trailers. The interesting thing to me, in addition to just the design of these, and I have a separate video just about the Black Series trailers. So, But the interesting thing to me is the trailers are designed in Australia, built in China, and then final assembly, a few things are added here in Southern California. Now, I've said for a long time... Um, Okay, watch out. Let me go get my soapbox. <laughs> the RV industry in the U.S. has its challenges. 
Um, there are some quality issues, and part of that is they just need to make them as quickly as possible. They're all hand-built. Because we're all in a hurry to go camping. That's right. <laughs> we all need to get some stressless camping in. But in the late 1970s, the American auto industry was in a big old hurry to build their cars. They let the quality drop more and more until all of a sudden these little companies like Honda and Toyota basically came in with innovative designs that were more in tune with what some people in the market wanted and very well made at a very affordable price. Yep. Well, I believe that our domestic RV industry really needs to kind of keep its eyes open because I think there's opportunity for foreign manufacturers to start importing these RVs. And here here they are. I mean, these, you know, the, the Black Series trailers are unusual. They're not like anything we get here. I mean, one of them had a washing machine in a 20-foot right. travel in a trailer. a 20-foot travel trailer. And the interior materials were very different feeling. And it, it just had a different feel. And it was refreshing. I don't know if I would buy any of these because they weren't my style. Right. American RV industry, watch your backs because we're getting to the point where there's room for foreign competition. And I don't want to see a repeat of what happened to the domestic auto industry. Right. So let's all pull together and build them as well as we can, guys and gals. Okay. Soapbox. I'm going to put it away now <laughs> and let Peggy go with her last item all right and now for something completely different (laughs) (laughs) a man with two heads so let's move on from the big beefy bulky manly black series outback to a car top yeah i mean these things james barood i assume that's how it's pronounced james barood barood has made a pop top car top camper tent that was displayed on like a mini or something right it was on it was on yeah, a little it car it was on a mini cooper a mini cooper so all of you people and i say girls but i mean anybody but especially my girl camper friends who have smaller cars and say well i can't get a camp trailer because i don't have a car to tow it Guys, this might be the thing for you. It folds down and clips shut into like a few inches on top of your car. And then when you get to where you're going, you release the latches. I don't know. I didn't actually pop it up, but it pops up into like a sleeping tent on top of your car. Yeah. And the cool thing is you are up uh, way off the ground. Way up off the ground, secure and safe. Looked, I mean, I crawled up there and and touch the mattresses they're squishy nice mattresses i think wow what a cool thing if you don't if you want to camp and you don't like sleeping in a tent but you can't get a trailer to tow behind your car look into these things these were so cool yeah subaru outbacks mini coopers all these smaller cars i mean this might be your solution and i believe this just completely comes off if you don't want to have it right, up there. Right, like those, like those tooly. Like, yeah, those tool racks or <laughs> those cargo, cargo container containers, thingers. Yeah. yeah, 
It was but, cool. But I think also but I think on the other hand, if you wanted if you don't want to take it down, like I said, it squished down, clipped shut. It was just a few inches high when it's in the closed position. So you could probably keep it on there all the time. Yeah, and they had a bunch of different colors of these, so it matched the cars. And widths, I think. It yeah. seemed like it seemed like some of them were like a single size bed and some were like a double size bed. Yeah, it was it was just a super cool setup and i think there's even a flip over one for jeeps and such and Mm -hmm. they they had a variety of them so we'll put a link in the show notes to that company it was they're pretty cool yeah i think that was another really innovative thing that was kind of new and different i've seen things similar to that like on top of jeeps or something that have a tent but this was a kind of a different and for really small vehicles, I think this would be a cool thing to have. Actually, there was a dude in Quartzite who had one. Yeah. In the same place we were camped at. It was on top of a Subaru. So, there you go. So, you know, all these things, Tony, all these trailers that we looked at and all these different ways of camping, you know where we could take them? Boondocking. Right. So, and you know where you can boondock? Well, anywhere just about. Right. Boondockers Welcome is a service that's kind of a matchmaker between you and people who would love to have you on their farms, in their uh, at their houses. They let you boondock on their property at no cost. That's right. And they're usually private parties. And they're usually, I would say, well, I don't know if usually, often... Uh, you're not going to get any kind of hookups or anything. That's why it's called boondocking. But what a great way to kind of share resources. We actually are very close to having our own boondocking station yes, here. Yes, we are. <laughs> we got some work done while we were away. And uh, pretty soon we will be able to post boondockers in our own front yard. Yep. And there's, I mean, there's places all over the country. So Boondockers Welcome is, it's really affordable, but even more so because they're offering stressless camping listeners a discount. That's right. You just go to our partners page on www.stresslesscamping.com and find the Boondockers Welcome page and you'll get a discount. Yeah. Can't beat that. It's it's really affordable. It, it really opens up all kinds of things. And a lot of these hosts are really good tour guides for the area and yep. some will just leave you alone so right. there you go we have a campground this week that That's we'd right. like to feature a new campground yeah new friend of ours you can pick up the stressless camping business cards there and if you'd like to be a stressless camping partner campground uh we have business cards we can send you to put up at your counter and then we will talk about you on the podcast or even invite you on the podcast to talk about yourself. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. We'd love so, to hear about you. Yeah, we would. So this week's Campground of the Week is the Golden Village Palms RV Park in Hemet, California. That's where we spent our weekend with the FMCA, which we're going to talk more about later. Yeah. And had a great time at a beautiful park. Yeah, it was it was immaculate. It's They had... Several hundred spaces. The spaces are all gravel on one side, then kind of concrete in the middle, and blacktop on the other side. So the gravel's where you park your RV. And you had a little concrete patio. Right. And then a place to park your tow vehicle or your toad. Right. And and but with but with landscaping between every site. So you yeah. weren't like sitting in someone else's back porch. Yeah, I liked 
behind us was a fairly tall bushes were fairly tall bushes and then on either side were more sort of i guess chin height bushes <laughs> and so you really felt like your space was your space there was bull hookups and i like that they put the power pedestal all the way at the back of the site and so you're not worried about running into it right um the other thing they had phenomenal wi-fi they did. It was fast. It was as good as the Wi-Fi we have at home. It might be the only time that I've actually just gone on a Parks Wi-Fi and stayed on the Parks Wi-Fi. Yeah, usually, usually I get frustrated and turn yeah, it off. We're like, forget this. We're just going <laughs> to use our hotspot. Um, so great Wi-Fi, big banquet and meeting spaces too. We had, right. I don't know, there was a whole bunch of us at this FMCA rally and lots of space for yeah, everybody. Yeah, like a couple hundred people. Yeah, there's outdoor bars, there's pools, there's a full weight room or, you know, exercise room. There was a billiard room with, I think, like nine billiard tables. A lot tables. of billiard tables and, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of great amenities and just very well maintained. And the people were just as nice as they could be. So we can't say enough about the Golden Village Palms RV Park in Hammett, California. Yeah, they were very accommodating. They do these rallies. Uh, in fact, I looked at their calendar on the window, and we were at the FMCA rally, and this coming weekend was a different group's rally. So I think they do this a lot, and what a great service to provide to groups of people or groups of RVers so that they can have their meetings and workshops and and all that and have group gatherings yeah and like i say super nice people clean parks so go and enjoy yep well that is our roundup of the california rv show so if you go uh let's see your pictures on facebook we yeah, have show our, us your favorites yeah we have our facebook group where all kinds of great stuff is being shared and where we share stuff too and uh of course, our home base is always www.stresslesscamping.com. That's where you'll find deals and discounts. You'll find these podcasts, uh, stories, photos, an RV show calendar. All kinds of cool stuff is there. And, and it's all free. And the RV show goes until October 13th. So yep. you still have some time to get there if you're listening to this as soon as it comes out. <laughs> well, if I'm, you're listening a year later, sorry. Well, yeah. actually, a year later, it's probably on again. Yeah. And uh, in, it's in Fontana this year. And that's why you should always subscribe, which is also free. Right. You can subscribe to Stressless Camping on Apple's new podcasts app or any number of other Spotify and just all kinds of podcasting apps. If you can get podcasts, you can find Stressless Camp. That's right. That's what we have. We really appreciate that you came and stayed with us here at the campground for a little bit. And hopefully you'll tell your friends and heck, tell people you don't know. Just yeah, tell everybody. Put a sticker on your RV. We did. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, we, we put one on our RV. So. <laughs> Anyway, seriously, thank you for listening. We appreciate your being here and happy, happy camping. We hope you enjoyed this week's adventure. Time to get out on your own journey, but don't forget to leave the review on your favorite podcast app and visit stresslesscamping.com for photos, stories, an RV calendar, and more. I'm stressless camper Larry Richardson wishing you happy camping.